warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! Wait a minute, wait a minute. The following list of announcements is brought to you by the Pentecode family of podcasting. Hi there. Did you know right now you can go to Pentecode.com or Obscure80s.com and donate to needy causes? We support the American Cancer Society, Donor's Choice, and Light the Night, the fight against leukemia and lymphoma. Did you know about all the great shows we support? There's Obscure 80s Rewind, The Slugcast, Action Attraction, Everyday People, Mixtape of the Macabre, and more. Did you know you can go to that site to send us feedback, find out more information about upcoming Pentecost projects, discover how to get involved with the Pentecost family? You can even find recipes to our favorite dish. You can go there to download episodes, sign up at our forums, and more. Got a show of your own? Want to become part of the Pentecost family? Go to the site to receive more information on who we are and what we do. That's Pentecost.com and Obscure80s.com. It's not just a website. It's an experience. No, really, it is. www.pentecode.com or obscurators.com Like he says, it's not just a website, it's an experience. And he's serious. Digital broadcast where we've got dick jokes galore. Bone Bat. Little hands says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise.
What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 36 of the Bone Bat Show, a joint project of Bonehand.com and MightyWombat.com for all you new listeners. I'm Steve. And this is Gorth. How you doing, man? Oh, dude, I'm doing so much better than the last episode. I'm, I'm glad. Doing, Why? Did, I'm your, doing well. did your dick shrink? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only a mile long now. <laughs> no, man, I found out that I might not actually have a brain tumor after all, which is nice. So no brain cancer at all. You're brain cancer free. As far as we know, I am brain cancer free. Dude, let me tell you, when you think you might possibly have a life-ending brain tumor, certain things in your life do change. Uh, for me, what changed was the lunch menu. I discovered that every day <laughs> right around lunchtime, when I would go to make a decision involving lunch, I would think, hmm, I could have these leftovers. Hell, I may have a brain tumor. Fuck that. I'm going to go buy myself a good sandwich. I'd head down to the Italian deli or something and go get a good taco. Or... Yeah, I probably gained like five pounds thinking I had cancer. So you're back to... Over the course of a week. So you're back to leftovers again, huh? Yeah, yeah, two weeks of, of high stress, wondering if I was going to, you know. And of course, since you were on your way out, you had sex like every single day, right? Oh, yeah, totally. I completely wore out my hand. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that uh, yeah, the, the good all news is more or less well. You still can't hear for shit. But, uh, but no, yeah, I'm still apparently deaf. They have no, they have no real... I hate it when the doctors kind of look at you, shrug, and go, I don't know, 18 years of medical school, but I don't know, come back in three months if you're still alive. So there's, they they have just no thought about it all, it's just, hey, you're kind of loosening your hearing, that's it? Yeah, they've got two schools of thought. One is, well, you're going deaf in one ear, and you're doing it in kind of a weird way. That's school of thought one. (laughs) Well, you've always been a guy who kind of marches to the beat of their own drummer. <laughs> yeah, but do I have to have, like, audio hallucinations in one <laughs> half of my head? Really? And then the other school of thought is, I don't know, it could be the beginnings of Meniere's disease, which would suck, but I, I'm lacking the whole randomly get dizzy and fall down component to Meniere's disease, so that's good. That is a good thing. I'm glad, you know, that so far so good anyway. Yeah. Yeah, if you're going to choose things to go wrong... As you get ancient and they involve your your basic head area, I guess going deaf in one ear is probably one of the one of the least evil things that can happen. Well, to help you on your way tonight, well, we've got a little bit of uh, Metroid Metal as our musical guest. Uh, you folks might remember that we talked about him a little bit in episode thirty-two. Uh, I had checked out Metroid Metal at the PAX concert at Penny Arcade Expo and uh, really enjoyed their stuff. I got in touch with Grant and uh, said, hey, we want to feature you guys on the show, and he was all for it. So I sincerely hope you enjoy this evening's offering of Metroid Metal. Word. So, dude, now that we know that uh, you don't have a brain tumor, can we celebrate this whole podcast awards thing? We can celebrate anything. Do we win? No, we haven't won. No, we're still oh. in the voting period, and uh, but we haven't been, lost. No, we haven't lost yet, which is a yeah. good thing. We're still in the running, so we've been uh, hitting up everybody for votes. And thank you, everyone who has been voting for us. Uh, there's still about a week left in the voting. You can vote daily until uh, November 30th. So uh, please keep those votes coming. We have uh, a lot of big competition, but hopefully we can stay in the race. That would be an amazing David and Goliath sort of a thing if we were to win this. So yeah, because we're David. Of course, our dicks are Goliath. <laughs> they are. Yes, that's true. So, dude, what pisses uh, you off this week? Dude, you know what? You know what pisses me off? What's that? Because 
I got Modern Warfare 2. I have ventured back out into the world of playing online games with total strangers. And just the assholes out there playing on the Xbox are what pissed me off. There, I figured out there's basically three kinds of online assholes. There's the whining bitcher, there's the angry asshole, and there's Uncle Dickhead. <laughs> okay. Now, the whining bitcher is obvious. It's someone who bitches and whines about everything. And I found that this is particularly annoying on large open maps where there's snipers. You know what? You don't want to play a game with snipers? Don't play a game with snipers. You play a game where people are like equipped with sniper rifles and can snipe you from great distances? Don't whine about it. Oh, this map sucks. Oh, it's not fair. Fuck fair. Get your sniper rifle. Learn to use it. And by the way, I suck at sniping. I don't snipe. I get shot <laughs> like a lot in those maps my only hope is to like run screaming towards a sniper throwing grenades and hope that i hit him <laughs> but you won't catch me bitching about it and then there's the angry asshole the guy that every time he dies or something goes wrong or, or doesn't go quite right he's just he's furious just busts into a bunch of profanity every time someone kills him like it's a personal affront like you come up and kicked his dog or something dude it's a game it's a game where you're shooting each other you're gonna get shot it's just a game. And then there's Uncle Dickhead. Uncle Dickhead. He's the guy that knows everything about the game and feels it's his mission to take you under his paternal wing and instruct you on the finer points of playing your video game. You know what? I don't care. Don't try to tell me I'm using the gun wrong when I killed you with it. I killed you with it, dude. That's the right way to use the gun. Don't tell me not to use my flashbangs excessively because it's, you know, they'd be better used in some other way. I, I don't care. I don't need video game lessons from you, dude. I'm a 42-year-old ancient, decrepit man with a mortgage and a family and a business. And frankly, I don't need your advice on <laughs> my video games. And the other thing that pisses me off, and this, this kind of crosses all genres of jerkdom, in the online video game world is the way people treat women who are playing the game. I mean, we'll be pl we're playing, just having a good old time, shooting each other, and there was what we thought was a kid playing with us. And someone said something about, hey, uh, you know, is he old enough to be playing this game? And the kid goes, <laughs> starts laughing and says, I'm not a kid, I'm a woman. And it was, you know, the higher voice, and oh, okay. Instantly, every, one guy, like, saddles up to her. He's, his character starts shadowing her character to try to, like, protect her or something. And she's scoring more than anyone else in the game. And people start making, like, flirty comments and stuff. And it's like, what are you thinking? Are you going to pick up on this chick in the middle of playing a video game? <laughs> I just don't think so. Just treat women like you treat anybody else in the game. To quit trying to pick up on them or protect them or... Whatever you're trying, it's, it's creepy. It's really, really creepy. <laughs> it all it all pisses me off, which is good because I'm playing a game where you know the object is to shoot the other people because I want to. <laughs> so there. So what what pisses you off? I got a couple of things that piss me off. Okay, first of all, the whole flu shot thing pisses me off. Now, first of all, I mean it, the flu shot in and of itself is kind of an iffy proposition, right? Because they're designing a flu vaccine for a flu that's going to happen six months from now because they have to put it in the incubation or whatever to get it out. Yeah, 
So you got to inject it in the chicken egg. Right. It's half of a guess to begin with because you might not end up having exactly that strain. And flu strains are constantly changing and evolving anyway, so odds are even if you do get the right strain, it's not going to be exactly the right strain. So you've got that. But then you've got like every grocery store and drugstore you walk into has a card table in the front with some sort of half-assed nurse sitting there who's wanting to give you a shot for 20 bucks. Now, I just, I don't know. You know, on the one hand, I want to be healthy. On the other hand, I want, you know, if somebody's going to be poking me with a needle, I want them to have like a fucking fixed abode. I want to go to them <laughs> where I know they're going to be. So if I have a problem, I can come find them. I don't want just anybody or people coming to my work. Like they so had you don't this, like it when the taco wagon pulls up in front of your office? Tacos, <laughs> yes. But the taco wagon guy never, ever pokes me with a syringe. I draw the line. Maybe we there. have a special taco wagon. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. But that's just fucked up. I, I don't want to, you know, and it's everywhere. You see all these different places where they're offering flu shots. Really? Like, you know, yeah. I had to go seek out my flu shot. Yeah, buy four tires and get a free flu shot. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's you, Everywhere you go, you get a free flu shot. And I don't want a flu shot from somebody that I do not know for a certain who the fuck they are or if they're even qualified to be poking me at the needle. For all I know, they, they got the wrong table, they, they got the wrong box of syringe in there, you know, poking me at the Ebola or some shit. I don't know, and so I'm not going to risk it. I'll go to my doctor, who I know, and I'll get my flu shot there. I don't want to get it from the fucking Long's Drug. I don't want to get it at my work where somebody's going to pull up and just give me a shot. I want to go get it at a doctor's office. There. I said that. Okay. The other thing that pisses me off. So last week, I find out that this band Hypocrisy has come to town. Now, you know I loves me some Swedish death metal, right? Oh, yeah. And Hypocrisy is like one of these, these you know, big, important founding bands. They don't tour that much. I don't think they've been in the States since like 2006. And oh, Jesus. Are you going to give me another history of death metal? Not at all. But, I don't think so I can bear that. they're supposed to be coming to town. So I buy myself a ticket, and the concert was this last Saturday night. So I go on to, on to their MySpace to see, you know, what time the show was going to be on. And they're, this, they're the, like the second-to-last band. They're not the headliner, but they're second-to-last. I go and I check to see what time the doors open at the show, and their fucking tour was canceled. Oh. Son of a bitch. And they, it was, the tour was canceled because of visa issues. Now, what the fuck are the United States customs people trying to fucking protect us against? Protect yeah, us know, against terrorists. Really it's, you're bullshit. dicking around death metal musicians because they wear fucking skulls on their shirt and they sing a few songs about the devil. Big fucking deal. And this shit happens all the time. It happened a couple of years ago when Entombed, Grave, and Dismember were supposed to come to the States. And that show got canceled too and I had to get my money back. This time I couldn't even get my money back because they weren't the headlining act. So I went down, I saw some good music. I had a good time anyway, but I was so pissed because the only reason that I got out of my house on this rainy-ass night, left my family, and went to this club was to see fucking hypocrisy. And the tour's canceled. And there's totally no recourse for me as a music fan other than to bitch about it on my podcast. Well, thank God you've got us. So, you know, that's just fucking bullshit. To be, you know, visa issues for musicians. These people have to be able to tour in order to feed their families. Stop dicking them around. (laughs) Their family of undead zombie children. Damn it. It's just, it's nonsense to me. The government has other shit to be worrying about. Like fixing our fucking health care. Is your health care broken? No, but here, like, here's another thing that's fucking pissing me off. They're all talking about, the, the, the whole thing is about how, you know, they got to rework health care. But all I hear them is talking about insurance. I don't want fucking insurance. I want health care. 
I'm already well, getting really? dicked by insurance companies. I don't <laughs> want fucking insurance even involved. I just want my doctor to be able to fucking fix me and have it be affordable. So if, God forbid, I do get cancer, I'm not fucking just checking out because I can't afford shit. Well, that's all. Be, that, that all goes to the insurance, dude. That's, that's what you're Fuck talking about. Fuck the insurance. That's what they're trying to do. <laughs> No, because you're talking about a public option or, you know, all Which this shit. But it's still, it's all insurance. insurance. But I don't want insurance. I want the doctor to fix me. I don't want a third guy in the middle of it. You know what I'm saying? Dude, no matter what, there's going to be a third guy. Fuck you, the third You just got to pick the guy. Fuck the third Who's guy. Who's Lucky Pierre? With my great is he a big, government huge guy? Dick. Or is he like a private guy? Uh, all right. All right. So there's my political ring. Wow. Look at you. You go, girl. So do you have one? My, my political rant? Oh, I, th- I thought you were doing it this week. You know, I'm just going to go right back to Modern Warfare 2, which is a great game. And I'm liking it. But damn it. What were you guys thinking with this this no Russian scene? There's are a we one even, scene. Uh, aren't we reviewing this in multimedia triage? Yeah, but I'm, I'm doing So what, are you going to make the about. whole fucking show Modern Warfare 2? This episode has been sponsored by <laughs> Modern Warfare 2. No, it has not. Because as far as I know, those motherfuckers did not give me a free game. This show could be sponsored by Modern Warfare 2. Please send us some stuff. At least I got a free okay. baseball bat with Left 4 Dead. Fucking a virtual Warfare baseball too. bat. Oh, yeah. But, you know. Yeah, I know. Okay, so listen, people. By now, everyone knows there's a controversial scene. You can skip the scene with no no penalty that essentially you, you go and kill a bunch of people in an airport. You are a terrorist in one scene. And it's kind of asinine. It's just kind of stupid because they, they knew this was going to be totally controversial when they did it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have given you the option and like had three different pop-ups saying, hey, you don't have to play the scene if you don't want to. Well, you're, you're, you're kind of half-assing the way you're doing this, man. If right. we got to explain exactly what we're talking about so folks know. So there's a, a mission in Modern Warfare 2 where they're trying to set it up so you are a CIA operative that is infiltrating this terrorist group that's run by a Russian terrorist. So you're set down in this scene. A Russian ultranationalist. Ah, okay. And then you, you're basically walking into an airport, and you're being explained to by this terrorist, you know, we're going to go in here, don't use Russian, no Russian. You walk in there, and the guy opens fire on an airport full of innocents. And so yeah. it, basically it's a setup for, A, why this guy is he's so evil, and B, he's trying to start a war, and there's a plot point forthcoming, which he's going to use this scene to, to start a war. So when you walk into it, you have choices. I mean, you can A, you can shoot pedestrians or innocents along with the uh, terrorists. You can B, try to shoot the terrorists, and what happens there is actually the game will fail you as uh, basically you're a traitor, so they'll either turn and they'll shoot you, or it will say you failed the mission if you kill Makarov, the main guy. Which I did do. Um, and then uh, you can actually not shoot anybody and just kind of follow them along, but you still are in front row seats for all the carnage, which is unpleasant. And that, as Gord says, makes you feel kind of oogie. Really, it's not that much fun. And the only thing it manages to accomplish is, is it pushes a plot point, which could have easily been done in a cutscene. But by making it so the player has to play the scene, it has to be the bad guy... They've just invited all kinds of political hellfire on themselves. And for what? Pick your battles. This is just the, this is the equivalent of, of Janet Jackson whipping out her titty at the Super Bowl. And it's about, it's not even that exciting. And 
Jesus, Janet Jackson, wasn't that exciting? I think they were trying to, you know, push your emotional buttons so you feel it a little more viscerally so that, you oh, know, yeah, you're wanting were, to but... get the guy. But you're right, you're absolutely right in saying that it wasn't necessary to the plot. Yeah, but what makes this a political rant is they knew, they knew they were going to attract a lot of controversy from this. And already, the House of Commons in England, they've got one of their guys is railing against it. Our, our friends over at, at Fox News are are saying that if you let your eight, if you bring this game in the house and you have an eight-year-old boy, there's nothing to prevent him from becoming a terrorist. Uh, Russia's what like banned the game and they've had to pull it off the shelves until they patch it. I mean, they're they are just giving raw meat to the people that have nothing better to do than attack video games. And I hate when that happens. When we had that that DC sniper idiot that they finally caught and I guess they just executed him or they just said they're going to execute him. No, he's dead now. They executed his ass. They started blaming that on video games. When they had those assholes at Columbine, they started blaming that on video games. Video games get a lot of bad press and you got to pick your battles. Don't don't do something like this with no payoff that's not very fun that you know is going to cause untold heartache for your industry. That's just stupid. Don't be stupid. And that's my political rant. Don't be stupid. Because it's going to get worse. There's a storm of brewing, people. There's going to be a backlash. And then my video games are going to be affected. And that's going to piss me off. Good enough. Okay, let's do a little bit of feed. (laughs) Sorry. Long pause. Good enough. Gordon's finally exhausted his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Let's uh, do a little feedback (laughs) from last episode. Got, we have a couple of voicemails and a couple of other things. Uh, first of all, uh, we got an email from Stephen at JFMP who said, My cock is so big, it's one of the co-hosts of Cadaver Lab. <laughs> That's funny. I wonder, so Sam or Mike? Which one is Stephen's penis? I'm not sure. Uh, we have a new listener named uh, Skiznot who uh, tweeted on Twitter, uh, episode 35 was my first Bone Bat show. It will be the standard by which I measure all future episodes, so keep it up. Uh-oh. Wow, my cock is a new measuring standard. <laughs> it is so big. It's a new measuring standard. All right, and we got a couple of voicemails. Uh, this is uh, from a new listener. Let's check it out. Hey, Bat Show. Uh, my name is Marla, and I'm from uh, California. I live actually just outside of Chico. Um, just started listening to you guys' show, and I really like it. And uh, I really like the music that you are playing and the new independent bands that... Uh, you're introducing uh because of you guys i am going to go check out the nickel slots down in sacramento on december 11th i'm pretty excited about that and i uh, just want to say howdy and love the show oh and my dick's so big it's where they're going to house all the gitmo prisoners bye <laughs> excellent voicemail that's awesome how cool is that a new listener and that yeah. makes me so happy that people are checking out, you know, some of the bands and some of the music that we talked about on the show. Yeah, that's really a sign of success. Anytime I hear about someone buying a disc or going to see a show from a band that they heard about on our show, that, that makes me all yeah, happy. Please inside. let us know, because not only do we like to hear it, the bands like to hear it, too. There, there's no band in the world that doesn't dig hearing that you like what they do. So by all means, please, please let us know when that happens. And thank you for calling, Marla. I love chicks with big dicks, dude. <laughs> yeah, so outside of Chico, you think that's Orland? 
Orland, maybe Corning. Corning, representing. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to ask our buddy Jacob. Maybe uh, he knows Marlon. Yeah, maybe so. Okay, and uh, here's uh, another one. Steve Gord, what up, fuckers? It's Jay. You know me, obscure 80s. You've done that show, right? Anyway, Steve, dude, I just wanted to say I hate Wicker Man too. I feel pretty much the exact same way as what you said on the show. Uh, tons of hype for nothing, man. Yeah, you got to remember when the movie was made, the ending was was fairly original. But I mean, the whole movie is just like hippie druid freaky people singing and dancing, and then the end. And yeah, I, I don't know, man. A lot of horror fans love it, but uh, I I fall in the minority there. So I'm in your boat, man. Um, Gord, I did like that girl, man. <sighs> I, I, I wouldn't say I loved it by any means. Uh, it was all right, though. It was, it was a one-time kind of watch, which was cool. I also wanted to say that I really enjoyed Goblin Cock, but <laughs> I didn't realize how that might sound if I said I enjoyed Goblin Cock. Uh, but, you know, what the fuck? I, I liked Goblin Cock, guys. They were great. Um, I don't always like your musical selections. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. But I really enjoyed them. So... I also wanted to say that uh, that we voted for you guys, and I really hope that you know that you guys win. Uh, you deserve it. But uh, you guys mentioned how big an honor it was just getting nominated for a podcast award, and uh, you're right. You're right. It's it's a big honor. Uh, the only thing bigger would be my dick. Seriously, my dick is so big. <laughs> I need six people to link hands and form a circle just to jerk me off. My dick is so big, it started its own podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I first started dating my wife, I told her I had a baby dick. Then she saw it for the first time, and she fainted. When she came to, she looked at me, and she, she said, Dude, you said you had a baby dick. And I'm like, it is. Nine pounds, six ounces. In the 80s, they tried to do dicks across America, but realized the only person they needed was me, because my dick was so big. Now... I want to tell you guys what pisses me off, all right? Since you guys like it when people call in and tell you what pisses them off, what pisses me off is the fact that none of those dick jokes were true. That's what pisses me off. Anyway, guys, the show was fucking awesome. Um, I laughed my ass off, uh, which is great because I was at work. But, you know, I tell people all the time, I, I sit there in my little fucking cubicle thingy, and uh, it used to be awkward, but I think everybody's gotten used to me just fucking laughing for no apparent reason. Uh, you know, I know you guys are a far ways away, and that really sucks, because it'd be great to get to hang with you guys sometime. I guess until that day, we'll just have to settle for Skype, and, well, you guys, well, Steve, anyway, leaving messages for our show that pretty much just insult me, and fuck you, Yaz Rules. Ah! All right, guys, I'll keep voting for you guys as long as I can. You guys keep it up. We love you guys show's getting funnier and funnier you guys deserve to win so if you don't win fuck them it's rick love you guys we'll talk to you guys later bye thanks jay right on that was a very nice call oh such nice calls i know i, I love the fact that his dick's so big it needs pallbearers how did i not think of that <laughs> that's fucking awesome that is a great joke how did i not think of that one I don't know. I just wonder what 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 we have wrought. How how many my dick is so big jokes are going to suddenly be flooding podcast land? So we've done essentially a, a public service. 
I'd say we have. Or is that a pubic service? <laughs> <laughs> it's a pubic service announcement. It's a penis service am- announcement. It is, it is. So uh, we actually didn't get any questions this week, so I guess no Just Ask Gord, dude. So it's don't just ask Gord. Don't just ask Gord anything. That's right. You know, I, I will answer your questions. You call in and ask the questions, I will answer. For instance, one of the things you could have asked was, what does Gore do to piss off Steve? And the answer would be to draw pictures in a loud manner so it sounds like I'm not paying attention when Steve's talking. I just drew a picture of Steve's dick. You need a little more ink, I think. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> It's not the scale. (laughs) All right, well, let's uh, take a quick musical break. Listen to another tune from Metroid Metal. Actually, this song, I was talking to our buddy Jorge from Barefoot Barnacle, your friend and mine, and uh, I told him we were going to feature Metroid Metal on the show, and he's like, oh, dude, you got to play Ridley. So uh, this one goes out to Jorge. This is Ridley. Dude. So that was Ridley by Metroid Metal. Uh, Metroid Metal was formed in 2003 by guitarist Grant Henry, who was uh, inspired by the works of bands Vomitron and the Mini Bosses, who were already doing covers of uh, Nintendo songs. The first original incarnation of Metroid Metal, it was all Grant. He was playing all the instruments, programming the drums, recording everything with an 8-track. And, He's uh, kind of a Steve Albini thing going on. Absolutely, yeah. He was, he was doing it all himself. And the, the original plan was to complete only the original uh, NES soundtrack in its entirety, and then he was going to move on to other video games than Metroid. But he was so pleased with how the, how the song Lower Norfar turned out 
it was just too damn good, so he decided to stick with the Metroid franchise instead. When he did this, uh, all the songs were made free for download. They still are free for download on MetroidMetal.com. In 2005, Dan Chunkstyle Taylor joined the band on bass uh, after Lore Norfar was completed, and he's been playing along with them ever since as the songs went from kind of being a solo project to it being more of an organic live entity. Jumping ahead to 2008, uh, there's a convention, I guess, back in Roanoke, Virginia, which is called the MAGFest. Have you heard of this? No, I can't say that I have. It's an annual music and gaming festival, and Grant was attending, and he realized that there were other guys out there in the world who were equally into both gaming and music. And so he decided that you know he would try to get a few other people to uh, learn the parts for Metroid Metal and then try to do a few live gigs. So he uh, got Kevin Lawrence to join on drums, who played in his last band that he was in with Dan called Blue Dot. And he also met guitarist Dan Danimal Barons of the band Arm Cannon and Michael Molnar of uh, Temp Sound Solutions. And he, he asked them if they'd be interested in checking it out. They actually learned the different parts to the music via online videos that they were sending back and forth to each other. And then That's in, the uh, way to do it. That's yeah, pretty cool. pretty cool. And then in January of 2009 at MAGFest 7, they played their first live act. And uh, I guess that was what brought them to the attention of the PAX folks who uh, brought them out to Seattle for PAX 2009, and the rest is history. That's how I got to see them. So great stuff. Uh, yeah, they also thanks. just released their uh, new album, The Various Suite, which is a, it's a produced version of the songs that they played live at MAGFest 7. So it's the, very much the organic band playing all the music together. And you can get that on CD from uh, Silent Uproar Records for 8 bucks. Uh, it's also available on MetroidMetal.com. So all your mu- Metroid Metal music needs can be met right there. Uh, going forward, they're currently actually touring live. Uh, unfortunately, we were trying to get an interview together with uh, Grant. But it just did not work out with the time. You know, we got the holiday coming up, and we were under a tight deadline, and they're touring, and so it didn't work out. But we're definitely yeah. Gonna... Our deadlines are tight, man. Our boss is just an he's an animal. He's a ball breaker. So we are going to be uh, revisiting this. Uh, we'll be uh, doing an interview with Metroid Metal probably in January. So check back for that. But in the meantime, I uh, go to MetroidMetal.com and check out the music, man. <laughs> So thanks again to Grant and Metroid Metal for the awesome music, and uh, we'd like to play another cut now. This is a brand new song that they just posted about a week ago on the website. This is Super Metroid Ending.
And we're back. Thanks again to Grant and Metroid Metal for the cool-ass music this episode. What exactly is ass music, anyway? <laughs> you should know, of all people. <laughs> Good Lord. I don't know what that means, and I don't want to explore it any further. <laughs> then let's just move on to multimedia triage. Let's do that. Sweet. So, so uh, I know that, but this is going to come as a total shock to our listeners. We haven't done it yet on this episode. What's that? We're going to talk about video games. Oh, video games? Shit. Video games? Yeah. Well, you might as well, since you've already been, you know, milking Modern Warfare 2 for like a full episode of content, you might as well continue with your actual review. We should actually get really, for reals, like, no joke, sponsored by some of these people. Oh, we should. We did once. Yes. It could happen again. We need to do that more. Okay, so actually, I've been playing Modern Warfare 2. and So what is Modern Warfare 2 for people who don't know? For the four people that don't know, it is the next in the Call of Duty series. Uh, it's the second Modern Warfare one, which is set in, surprise, modern times. But it's Not what? a bunch of World War II stuff. Like it's, Call of Duty 6? Is that what it is? Yeah, you could call it that. <laughs> Mostly with modern weapons, a few slightly futuristic thingamabobs, and it is an absolute roller coaster, fun, fun, fun single-player game, one exciting scene after another it's not going through a field and then going through a building and you know shooting nazis it's just cinematic well i don't want to say a cinematic masterpiece because frankly the plot is pretty thin but it's it's just a lot of fun and going for the multiplayer experience they took what they had in modern warfare and they tweaked it all the good things they kept all the things you wish you could have done in the original you can now do for instance if someone else has called in an airstrike, it doesn't prevent you from calling in an airstrike at the same time. You can have all the perks going simultaneously. The perks are great. You so get what do you choose. mean by, again, for non-initiated, what do you mean by a perk? What is a perk? Oh, what? What are we talking to people that they listen to this much and they don't know about video games? After killing X number of people in a row, you get a perk. And that perk, that little reward can be, well, if there's perks in the, what's the, what am I thinking of? Not perks. But there's a big, long list of them, and you get to pick three. You get to unlock them and then pick which ones you're going to use. So if you think you're going to be really, really badass killing machine, you use the later ones. You wait till you get 25 in a row and and pick the nuke. If you're like me, just stumbling through, hoping to get two kills back-to-back, you pick the little ones. You know, you pick the UAV after a three-kill streak or the crate of supplies after four. It's it's just big, it's expanded, it's great, the weapons are, are great, the attachments, a wide variety of things you can do, whatever suits your playstyle, there is a combination of perks and weapons and equipment that is for you. Although I cannot figure out how to use the riot shield very well, but once I master it, I'm going to be a terror. <laughs> yeah, well, have, having kind of fought some of the guys with the riot shield, man, that is, that's a pretty hairy uh, accessory. So Yeah, it's bulletproof. You yeah. can bounce bullets back at people. But they can shoot your feet out or sneak up on you. Yeah, or your grenade you. I mean, yeah. grenade launcher or, uh, you know, any, anything like that will work. Poof. Yeah, and it's... I would like to give them a great big gold star for getting the grenade launcher sounds right. Because nothing is more irritating to me than when you hear a grenade launcher in a movie or a game or something and it doesn't go, doot. It goes, kadoosh or blammo. No, it, it's a kadoot. <laughs> blammo. So it's a no, good game. Uh, You're saying yeah, good game. Good game. You say go check it out. Gord says check it out. Cool. 
And also the, came out last week is a Left for Dead 2, which is the four-player to eight-player zombie-killing game uh, where you basically uh, run through the streets uh, being chased by hordes of the undead. You have tons of different kinds of weapons to shoot them. Uh, there's cu- several different modes to play this time around. Uh, you this can is play. the game that Steve and I stood in line for roughly 16 hours to play ten to pretend to play like three minutes of at uh, at Comic Con. Yeah, and it's it, it's really fun. Uh, some uh, a lot of cool stuff. There's a a, a new thing that's kind of called scavenge mode, which actually works into some of the missions where you have to like take a number of gas cans to fill a car to escape. And so there's, you know, kind of a timing sort of a deal while you're being mobbed by zombies as you're trying to pour gasoline into a vehicle, which is a lot of fun. There are a lot of cool uh, levels to play. There's one in a shopping mall. There's a level where you go through uh, Carnival, which is really fun. Uh, yeah, you go that's pretty hot. There's, there's creepy rides and undead clowns. and you know, Tunnel of Love you got to run through and... There's just a, a, a lot of neat stuff to it, and uh, it's they, they kind of t- took everything and improved it. Now, I know one of your biggest gripes about it was it's kind of more of the same. Yeah, it still is. But it's uh, fun. I, I don't. I still don't think it's a. It's not worth the full price, really, if you compare it to other things out there. But it's a fun game. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. And there's uh, actually something I kind of discovered. I was playing through the mall level on uh, not expert but advanced, I guess. And uh, you, you actually, if you play normal, you play less of the map than you do if you're playing it on advance. Hmm. So there, there's like a whole section. You're running through the mall, and there's a whole section that is not open to you in normal, where in advance, you kind of run through this Toys R Us store, and then you have to run to shut down this alarm. And you actually go you go a different route if you play normal than if you do advance, where it's a little more difficult. So it's kind of interesting hey, hold, the way Steve, that they hold on. Hold on. Coming right back. Hold on. Wow, sorry about that, man. What the fuck happened? I could, that was just the weirdest thing. Somebody at the I door? Heard, I heard Shelly was home. And then I realized that she wasn't home. She wasn't walking downstairs. Look, there's somebody in the fucking house. And, well, maybe one of the kids is up. And I go, and they're sound asleep. I just, I guess there's nobody else in the house. I just totally thought you just there was someone in the house, and it wasn't Shelly. Was it like the cat or something? Oh, the cat's sound asleep upstairs, too. Maybe the house just creaked. I know, it's kind of windy outside and stuff. That's huh. weird. That was freaky. Huh. But I'm, I'm holding a bazooka now, so. <laughs> okay. Whoa, be to the home intruder. Sorry, so. Oh, dude. I know what it is. What? Hold on. I think I've got raccoons in my garage. Hold on a second. Okay. Ha! Get the fuck out! Ha 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 ha! Is that what it was? Fuck you, raccoon! Yes, that was what it was. He was totally trying to get into the. We had the cat food in like one of those little wastebasket things where you have to push the, the pedal to open the lid. Uh huh. So. He was trying to get into the, that little container. That's what I was hearing. The pink, pink, pink. He hauled ass out of there, which is good, because if he would have run at me, he probably would have killed me. <laughs> you didn't have, like, a bat at hand or something? Actually, I, I did. I had a pretty serious weapon in my hand. But um, I don't think I want to have to go down to the hospital and get a series of rabies shots or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, 
Wow, I should have carried the mic with me. That could have been some great radio drama. Oh, I got it all. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, shopping mall. So, uh, if you're playing with yourself, it doesn't last as long as what you're saying. <laughs> well, no, because I was playing with myself both ways. Well, it sounds like we've really made some progress, Steve. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, so it's just kind of interesting how they decided to do that. It, it, you know, in a way, advanced is more fun to play because you're seeing more of the map. So, yeah, but it they, is, they it's, but it's challenging. I mean, apps. it's hard. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's a kick in the ass. And of course, playing you know eight way versus where you have four zombies. The playing the new zombies are a lot of fun, uh, particularly the charger. I think that's probably yeah. The there is there's something that's very satisfying about hauling ass into a crowd of survivors, snatching one up, running away from the rest, and then just repeatedly pounding him into the ground. Boom, <laughs> boom, boom. Especially when it's Steve that I grab. And, uh, let's see, the, the other two, there's the spitter, which spits acid from a long-ass way away. Yeah. And so it's, it's got some pretty good range. And then the jockey, where you sneak up behind somebody and jump on their head, and you can, like, steer them into acid for an achievement and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. And there is the unheralded new zombie that is the female boomer. Yes, yes. The, the old fat man that would throw up on uh, on the survivors. There is a, uh, a zombified fat woman that will throw up on the survivors, too. And she kind of chirps at you. She, she has, has a, like a zombie R2-D2 thing going on. Yeah. So it, it's Left 4 Dead 2 kicks ass. But that said, I have to say, having played Modern Warfare 2, the, there's the, the level. It's kind of one of the early levels in the game where you... You're in a total whiteout, and you're basically you're infiltrating a Russian airbase in a snowstorm. That was so much more fun than anything I've played in Left 4 Dead 2 so far. I hate to say it because I'm a huge Left 4 Dead 2 fan, but damn, that was a fun, fun mission. That game is full of those too. You're that game you're, is you're full walking of so through this things. whiteout, and you'll sneak up on you know enemy soldiers and snipe them from afar. And then they're they're chasing you, and you have a heartbeat meter, and you can see them coming up. I mean, it gets you gets your pulse racing. So damn much fun. So, uh, you know, I haven't played as much of it, but I, I gotta say I, that definitely Modern Warfare Two gets a point there for for really putting together some fun levels. Now, right now, I'm getting my ass kicked in the favela level, so it's just fucking brutal. Oh, that level is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in a video game ever. <laughs> All right, so some other stuff. I picked up uh, Star Trek, the movie on Blu-ray this week. Awesome. I love that movie, dude. I don't know what's fucking wrong with you. That movie is so much fun. Oh, I think what? it's because you're a dick. I think only <laughs> people who are dicks don't like that movie. That's what I think. I didn't. That's like the sign. If you don't like, like that movie. or... I like the movie. You don't just... like Pixar movies either because you're a dick. That's I like why. Pixar huh? movies? <laughs> I just didn't think that movie was all that great. It was a fun movie, and that's that. No, I think I that was... it was. Give it a second thought. But it was so much fun. It was fun that even if you're not a Star Trek fan, you can enjoy the movie on it just being a great, fun movie. And if you are a Star Trek fan and you know those characters, then it was that much better because the main thing those actors did was not just imitating the actors from the previous series, but nailing the characters. That they really had the essence of like who Spock is, who Kirk is as a character, who McCoy is, and then they they portrayed that so very well, and I think that that was why that movie came off so so and was so enjoyable for me anyway. Dick. 
It was also cool. Uh, uh, I've been watching with the kids. I picked up the first two seasons of Star Trek as well. And on oh, Blue cool. on Blu-ray. And so we've been watching some of the old episodes. And you know what's kind of cool? On uh, the second season, that's the, the, the year that uh, The Trouble with Tribbles was on. Yeah. And so we were watching that. And they have a whole disc that's dedicated to Tribbles. So they play The Trouble with Tribbles. There was a uh, one of the an episode of the Star Trek animated series about Tribbles, Tribbles that's on there. It's got a bunch of behind the scenes making of, and then there was an episode of Deep Space Nine, which was I guess an anniversary episode that they interweave it where they go back in time during and the the characters from that episode are on the Enterprise wandering around during the Trouble of Tribbles episode. So basically, cool. you get to see it from another angle, kind of like how Back to Future Two did, you know. Mm-hmm. You get to see the whole story with another angle, which was pretty damn fun, and so we were we were watching that, and uh, it, it was really cool. So the, I have to say, I I've kind of you know I, I used to watch Star Trek every day when I came home from school in like third and fourth and fifth grade, and to to you know be able to re- revisit that with the kids has been a blast. So if you you know you're a Star Trek fan, you should definitely pick up the uh, original series on uh, blu-ray it's really the the way they they do it it looks fantastic they actually supplemented with uh like a new cg version of the enterprise that looks just slightly better that they integrate you can either watch it that way or you can turn the cg stuff off and just watch the original effects so it's kind of cool that's pretty cool there's a number of things where you can look like alternate uh views and angles and stuff like that so it's it's really cool, and it's like I said, it's neat to revisit those uh, old episodes. One funny thing, though, is I'm watching it with my ten-year-old daughter, and we watch the Deep Space Nine episode, and they say, you know, to boldly go where no one has gone before. And Allie goes, "Wait a minute, isn't it supposed to be where no man has gone before?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, yeah." I said, "You know, uh, some people got offended because they felt that that was singling out women." And my ten-year-old daughter said, "Well." Doesn't man, aren't they talking about mankind? Oh, well, see, your 10-year-old daughter is... Smarter than most motherfuckers. Exactly. Holy shit. shit. I was so proud of that girl. Way to go. Nice parenting, dude. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, she could just, you know, see the forest for the trees. Holy shit. Anyway. My my big victory in parenting recently is that my six-year-old told my wife... That for Christmas... To eat a dick. (laughs) To eat a bowl of dick. Yes. No. <laughs> no. But that's funnier than what I was going to say. <laughs> he told Sorry. her that for Christmas, he wants a Cthulhu. Really? A real... Yes. Oh, that's awesome. To... How do you he get a Cthulhu? <laughs> we're we're going to have to work on that, dude. Hero Clicks did like a big Cthulhu statue a few years ago, but they don't make those anymore, so it'd probably be, you might have to go to eBay or something. I know there's a bunch of Cthulhu fans out there that listen to this, so if anybody knows, has a line on, you know, like where to get a toy Cthulhu, let us know, please. Yeah, but (laughs) I I really don't want a real live, live Cthulhu. No, you don't don't want an an, an elder god (laughs) in your kid's closet. Yeah, it's probably best. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, and then uh, one final review. Uh, actually, Troma was kind enough to send me another movie this week from their Tromasterpiece collection, a film from uh, 1976 called Mad Dog Morgan, starring Dennis Hopper, directed by Philippe Mora. A pretty interesting film, actually. It's an Australian film about this guy, uh, Daniel Morgan, who was a bush ranger, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> a bush ranger is kind of like a highway a highwayman or an outlaw in, in Australian terms. And uh, I guess back in eight, the 1860s, there was this guy who was a he was a miner, and it was during kind of colonial times in Australia. And so he falls on hard times, and and, and so he becomes a rump ranger. <laughs> no, he falls on hard times. He gets arrested, and gets put in prison. He gets you know violated in the most oh. prison of ways. He did become a rump ranger. Yeah, uh, and then uh, he he has to, he's forced to do like six years of hard labor breaking rocks. He gets out and he decides to you know it, times are still tough for him, so he becomes an outlaw, and he starts doing kind of the Robin Hood thing, and you know he he's robbing everybody, and he's especially trying to get revenge on the people who took advantage of him. And uh, it, it definitely, it's it's kind of a more rough and ready, a very raw sort of film. But it re- kind of reminds you of something like The Outlaw Josie Wales, where it's yeah. also a revenge picture, and it's kind of a sprawling epic. And some of the behind-the-scenes stuff is really fascinating, because there's like these beautiful, wide vista shots of the Australian outback in different parts of Australia. And they had to, like, you know, this is back in the day when you didn't have a fucking handicam. They had to, like, lug these big Panavisions up the side of mountains to get these shots. And so it's just so some amazing scenery in the film. And uh, it's, you know, a, a great kind of unhinged performance from Dennis Hopper. He's already good at playing guys who are a little bit nutty. And this is yeah, a guy, you know. is really his strength. Yeah, and this is a guy, you know, a character that's kind of, you know, just pushed to the brink and he breaks. And it's it's rough on everybody. So uh, a very cool film. And, I mean, you know, the interesting thing is Troma is kind of known, you know, for the dick and fart jokes movies and the Toxic Avenger and stuff like that. But they're doing some really cool stuff, releasing these these uh, kind of grindhouse and genre and B-movies on this Troma Masterpiece collection. Because the last horror show was great. And uh, this one, too, is a very cool movie. It's a two-disc edition with a bunch of extra stuff. Uh, pretty cool interviews with the director, and it's it's uh, uh, definitely worth checking out, and the best I've seen from this bunch. So, uh, Mad Dog Morgan, you know, at least check it out and rent it, but uh, it's worth buying if you're into that sort of movie. So, filthy jokes? <laughs> Nothing? No response? I don't know what to say. I mean, I haven't seen the movie. I don't. Even, I haven't even heard of the movie. I just, I, what do you want me to say? Wow, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, something S- like that. Okay. Wow, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> filthy jokes? <laughs> filthy jokes <laughs> all right so what? one one winter morning the president of the united states wakes up and he he looks out the window he's stretching he looks out the window and he sees that someone has pissed in the snow right outside the white house whiz right outside the white house window <laughs> the window <laughs> exactly they whizzed and spelled out the president sucks and so he he is pissed he is totally annoyed by this this is a complete breach of protocol. How did somebody get close enough to the window to do this? He is angry. So he calls in security, calls in Secret Service, calls the police, to get everybody in the room. He says, I want, you know, a hard target search. I want to know, and I want to know fast who in the hell did this. So, the, you know, the, the Secret Service, the police, they all go out. And they, you know, do due diligence. And finally, this, you know, officer comes in. He sits down with the president and says, well... We've definitely established, after much investigation, that it's definitely the vice president's urine, he says. Aha! The president. I knew it! I knew it! He says, but hold on a second. I'm afraid it's the first lady's handwriting. (laughs) Ah, see, that's funny. Thank you. All right, so 
A doctor, after examining a woman, he sighs and says, I've got some bad news for you. You've got cancer. You you best put your affairs in order. The woman was shocked, but managed to compose herself, and and she walked into the waiting room where her adult daughter was waiting, and she said, well, we women celebrate when things are good, and we celebrate when things don't go so well, and and in this case, things aren't good. I've got cancer, so let's head to the club and have a martini. After three or four drinks, the two were feeling a little less somber, and they were they were laughing and cutting it up, and they were approached by some of the woman's old friends, and they were curious what these two were celebrating. So the woman told her friends, they're drinking to her impending end. Your impending end? You're, you're going to die? She goes, yes, I've been diagnosed with AIDS. The friends were aghast. They, they, they gave the woman her condolences and beat a hasty retreat. And after they left, the woman's daughter leaned over and whispered, Mom, I thought you said you were dying of cancer. You just told your friends you had AIDS. Why did you do that? Because I don't want any of those bitches sleeping with your father after I'm gone. <laughs> and that's putting your affairs in order. There you go. You see, I, I, I've i heard this uh, joke similar to that. What is the one where uh, the doctor, the guy goes into the doctor, and, you know, he, he doctor checks him out and he says, well, I'm afraid I've got good news and bad news. He says, well, give me the bad news first. Well, I'm afraid you have inoperable cancer. You only have six months to live. He says, wow. What's the good news? He says, well, did you see the receptionist in the lobby when you came in? Yeah. The one with the really big breasts? Yeah. I'm fucking her. <laughs> That's funny too. You're, yeah, you're a funny I heard, I heard another another good doctor joke. This doctor, uh, he's going to write a prescription, and he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a thermometer. Oh shit! Some asshole has my pen. Duh, duh. Okay, you stop being funny. So a doctor goes, uh, "I'm sorry, sir. You got a very serious condition. You don't have long to live." Guy goes, "Oh no. Uh, how long?" Doctor goes. Three. Three what? <laughs> Two. <laughs> I've heard that one, but it's still fun. Yeah. You told it because well. it's cruel. You told it well. Thank you. All are right. We doing, what are we thankful for? Is this a, is this a happy, crappy Thanksgiving yeah, we episode? We could do a little bit of what are you thankful for? What are you thankful for, dude? I'm thankful I don't have a brain tumor and my doctor didn't go three. Bravo. I'm also thankful for bacon. Bacon, bacon Mike or bacon the actual breakfast meat? Both. I'm thankful for both. I like my bacon, and, and I love the actual food, bacon. Yes. So that bacon, does... I'm very thankful for bacon. I'm thankful for cartoons on TV. I'm really digging uh, Batman the Brave and the Bold lately, and uh, Marvel Superhero Squad. Have you seen either of those shows? Neither of those. They're my both. TV is basically a life support system for an Xbox. They're, they're both very cool. You should be watching those with your boys. All right. A lot of fun. Superhero Squad is, is hilarious. They definitely did it with an eye to comedy, and so I think you'd really enjoy it. Very uh, thankful for my family. I'm thankful uh, yeah. to still have a job no in this shit. economy. Thankful Holy my shit. wife has a job with health insurance. <laughs> Otherwise, this whole brain tumor scare thing would have been a very expensive experience, let me tell you. I probably would have just gone deaf and not mentioned it. Really. I'm thankful. Steve Martin did the best I'm thankful for thing. I, you know, I'm going to steal from him, but I'm telling you, it's Steve Martin's material. What He said, and I'm thankful that... Small children don't burst into flame when I say the number three. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm thankful for my dick. Well, and I'm thankful for mine because if nothing else, it is provided material for the whole previous show. <laughs> exactly. We got a, we've got a lot of mileage out of my dick. Yeah, well, when it's that long, you get a lot of mileage out of it. 
Oh shit! And I'm thankful to the listeners. Thank We're you all for anybody who has ever downloaded this piece of crap and actually spent time listening to it. Thank you so much. You have and no I'd like idea. To send out a personal how apology happy that to anyone makes listening us. to this show that's not into <laughs> Xbox video games because essentially that's all we did to talk about this whole episode. We did some dirty jokes. Yeah, we did a little. We did some ranting. Yeah, but it was about video games. We played some Metroid Metal. Yeah, but it's video game music. <laughs> That's true. See, it is video game. See where we're going with this? I'm surprised we didn't talk about the Star Trek video game when you started talking about that that stuff. Yeah. Well, there's always Let's next episode. You gotta save some. All right, our normal bullshit uh, show number. If you'd like to call us with uh, questions for Just Ask Gord, again, it only works if you play along with us. Yeah, in fact, you could ask why there's this this bizarre part of this episode where it sort of kind of falls apart and then comes back together. That's because what you don't realize out there in podcast land is Steve has used his editing skills to try to knit the show together where I ran away in the middle and had to attack uh, raccoons in my garage with a knife. <laughs> the raccoons, don't ask me where they got the knife. He fucked it. I, I know. <laughs> 206-203-3115. Or email steve at bonehand.com. We've got uh, new content on bonehand.com every Sunday. And you've got new content, new cartoon every Thursday on mightywombat.com, except on Thanksgiving, because I'm taking Thanksgiving off. No new cartoon for you. You deserve it, man. Enjoy. Uh, Also, don't you write for some sort of a magazine? Oh, dude, yeah, that's right. Uh, DavisLifeMagazine.com. And I really ought to start my next column. That's the other thing about thinking you have a brain tumor. You finish up your existing column, but you, you really don't get started on your next one. At least that's been my experience. And now i kind of behind the eight ball. i gotta got to do that. Yeah, you better get on that. I should. All right, you can follow me. I am Bonehand on Twitter. Also, you can join the Bonebat forums to uh, chat with us if you are so inclined. If you're you cannot follow me on Twitter, so don't even try. <laughs> and again, if you like what we do, please vote for us. Uh, podcastawards.com until November 30th in the category of comedy. And thank you for your votes. All right, and the closing tune again is Prelude from Metroid Metal. Why are you making Prelude the last song? Shouldn't that be the first song? It was. Whoa. This is Gord. We've come full circle. This is Steve. Later.
Say bye, dude. Bye, dude. Just say bye, jerk off. <laughs> bye, jerk off. God, you infuriate me. Since <laughs> this is why we do the podcast separated by hundreds of miles. So you can't reach across and Because right now head. I'd be fucking strangling you. I'd be choking <laughs> you out, literally. <laughs> this is Steve. <laughs>